Today is Wednesday, December 7, 2022. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. A Methodist exodus. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Go ahead and subscribe. Give us a rating. Leave a comment. Share it with a friend. We would love to have you with us as we go through the news of the Cray every weekday morning at 7 a.m. Joining me as always, Billy Hallowell and Trey Gons Phillips. Happy hump day, fellas. What's going on? Well, I'm caffeinated and content with uh, <laughs> two cups of coffee and just All ready right. to go. See, I think we need t-shirts that say caffeinated and content. I like it. The Quick Start Podcast. It's a good branding opportunity, I think. I agree. I agree. We'll get that merch store fired up, get it rolling <laughs> as soon as we can. I, I'm, I'm on board with that. A lot coming up. Uh, we've got a uh, popular musician, Billy, who has kind of spoken out against cancel culture. Yeah, this is Morrissey. He's a British uh, singer, as you said, and he's got a lot to say about it. He actually says it's lethal, which mm. is really interesting. All right. We'll dive into those comments also. On the main thing, Gary Lane from CBN News breaks down the pros and cons of social media and taking a look at the negative eternal impact it could be having on the faith of younger Americans. So we'll have all that coming up and more. Uh, But first, we are going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. And more than 400 congregations in Texas have voted to leave the United Methodist Church over ongoing internal disagreement on LGBT issues. The vote took place over the weekend, with most of them planning to join the recently created Global Methodist Church. And after protests in China, the communist government will loosen COVID restrictions. You won't need uh, to have a negative test to move about freely in the country. And interestingly, the media, several outlets, including The Atlantic and others, warned that the removal of these restrictions could lead to a massive outbreak. So they're sort of uh, lamenting the fact that these restrictions were taken away. And this comes on the heels of news that hackers linked to the Chinese government stole at least $20 million in U.S. COVID relief funds, uh, including from the Small Business Administration and unemployment insurance funds in over a dozen states. This is according to the Secret Service. And Pastor Matt Chandler returned to the pulpit this weekend and received a warm welcome from his congregation. This was after a suspension for uh, admittedly, quote-unquote, unwise online interactions. Those are just some of the top headlines today. You can check out more over at cbnnews.com. Guys, I was interested in this Matt Chandler story. I know we wrote it up over on faithwire.com, and it's I'm particularly irked just by the kind of the media leaping on this and the way they're framing the headlines to try to make it appear like there was some big sexual scandal there. And while Chandler admitted that he acted probably in an unwise fashion, it seems to me kind of silly that the mainstream media is taking any interest in this. The Daily Mail, some others have been have been following it because he didn't follow the Billy Graham rule to the letter of the law. That seems to be something that they mocked. Typically, the media mocked and looked as archaic and um, and just kind of silly. The uh, the Billy Graham rule. And here's Chandler, who you know, according to all sources, there was no romantic involvement, no no sexual nature to the conversations. Just it was one on one, so that was the issue. And so he stepped aside for a time, and now he's back. But 
I, it's just those headlines that bother me. Well, yeah, and, and because you can't win. When you're a Christian, you can't win, but everyone else can do whatever they want, and the media just sort of co-signs right. it, endorses it, or ignores it. Um, that's not to say that, you know, look, if you feel if he felt he did something wrong, he took the appropriate measure, you would think people would say, oh, that's overreacting, like in the secular world, right? You'd think that's, that would be sort of the, the response to it. And, you know, but maybe maybe a little bit of respect to it to say, hey, this guy honors his marriage enough and his commitment to to make that sort of decision even though he didn't do anything that was egregious necessarily. Yeah. Oh, I think the unfortunate thing is because of our human nature, wherever there's a lack of information, our imagination fills up the void, right? So we come up with all kinds of things, and the media certainly want to jump at that whenever there's a Christian who's uh, who's making the headlines here. So, But honestly, you know, my takeaway from all of this is good for Chandler, good for the church for realizing, look, they said from the get-go this wasn't a romantic or sexual relationship at all, but they did say it might have crossed and a a line emotionally. So let's be extra careful and extra wise uh, rather than maybe just sweeping it under the rug. So uh, good for Chandler for addressing it and for for seeming to do it in a healthy way. He went through trainings and uh, did neurological tests because of his brain cancer diagnosis from 2009. So they seemed really thorough and we should be welcoming him back, I think. Yeah. And that's and that was the other thing. They're like, oh, you know, they try to make it look like, oh, he had the, this inappropriate relationship, and then they welcome him back with thunderous applause. And I, I felt like it was attempted to be framed in a negative way, which uh, just just irked me. And maybe maybe I'm just too jaded by the mainstream media at this point, because like you said, Trey, it, it looks like from what we know on the outside that you know Chandler took appropriate action as soon as someone confronted him about this, he immediately took it to the elders. They did an immediate review of all of his devices and all of his, his um, accounts online. And how many people would be willing to do that, you know, uh, in their own lives before they hurl stones at somebody else? How clean, how clean are their social media accounts? And so, <laughs> so look, I mean, he's back and, you know, just keep an eye out and, and make sure you use discernment. I guess that's one thing I would want to leave people with these headlines. Read past the headlines, get to the actual, um, you know, information in the story, the things that you can actually know, the tangible information before you just make a decision based on a salacious headline. So let's head on into our uh, next story here. And we've got a British singer joining the chorus of those who are kind of speaking out about cancel culture. So uh, what's the story here, Billy? Yeah, so this is Morrissey. He's a British singer. He's been around for decades. Um, But he was doing a recent interview this past October that was just very, very recently released. And he very rarely does interviews, which kind of makes this interesting. Um, And he didn't, as you're watching the interview, he doesn't seem to really care what people (laughs) have to say. He just kind of (laughs) gives you the information on on what he believes. But they were talking about social media in this interview and how essentially hordes of people come together and they go after people they disagree with. Um, And he's said, you know, we're living in this world where, quote, everybody is an expert critic. Everybody's an expert scientist. They know everything. And he's being sarcastic there, right? Um, but that, you know, people have a chance to review everything. And because of that, they have a chance to destroy people. Um, and and it was just really interesting to hear him sort of break down how social media is really complicit in sort of empowering some of that cancellation. Um, he said, you know, you can create a campaign. And then he said, let's get rid of such a body. That's how he worded it. Like, go after whoever <laughs> it is right um and you know basically take them down yeah so what did he what did he say about kind of the people who are engaged in this and who are trying to get people canceled 
Yeah, that that was the part of this that, that I thought was so interesting because he said they desperately need to find a witch. They have to find somebody who's you know, disgraceful and horrible. Um, and he he actually called them a dreadful people. Um, he talked about how these individuals are in a constant state of offense, right? They're constantly looking for so, and it's so easy to fall into that, by the way. You know, I think we we all have sort of felt that before when you're frustrated about something. But but he was specifically talking about those people who are offended and want to obliterate um, everybody and everything with which they disagree. And so who uh, did he defend anyone in the midst of this? Is there a specific person he had in mind that that's kind of been a target of cancel culture? Well, he gave two examples, and one of them is an example we hear an awful lot, J.K. Rowling. He said, you know, she was one of the perfect examples um, where this happened to her. We know, obviously, with with Rowling, it it really started in June of 2020. It has to do with the transgender movement and her views on that. Um, but he also brought up Jermaine Greer, who I was less familiar with. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's an Australian writer, and it's the same issue, the transgender issue. Uh, years ago, back in 2015, she fell out of favor with uh, people over her views on that and people have gone after her and tried to cancel her trying to get her not to to speak at different places that sort of thing that we've seen here um, in the u.s as well so those are the two examples he brought up so why do you think it matters billy when celebrities are speaking out on this issue and complain about the uh, cancel culture or at least point it out well i think this is a big issue, right? And I think a lot of us get annoyed when celebrities speak out because they pick and look, you have a right to pick whatever issue you want to pick and speak out on it, but it gets annoying politically, but this is really not a political issue. This is a free speech issue. And so everybody should be talking about this. And unfortunately we see people in Hollywood who are more conservative or they're Christian. They just become pincushions. Everybody goes after them. They try to destroy them. Um, even people like JK Rowling, she's not a conservative, right? I mean, this is not somebody who conservative they're still going after her so we need people to stand up and i think a lot of celebrities have been remiss to do that they're afraid to do it um and yet a number of people have started to and i think it's it's really an important thing for people like that like morrissey to stand up speak for free speech talk about the insanity of this so that the rest of us 90 percent of the population looking at this and silently being like what in the world is going on we're like okay maybe we're not crazy right (laughs) yeah the cancel culture is such a bizarre phenomenon and i feel like it's it's less a specific person or group of people but it's more like this kind of um thing that migrates from a different group to you you might not be in it one day but then you might see something and be outraged by it and so it sort of surges and then the the group comes up over here and you find yourself part of it or not part of it or complaining and so it seems like it kind of moves around and um and people get infected by it but the thing that drives me nuts is the egg accounts on social media. We put so much stock in what some faceless, nameless egg account on social media is saying. And it's, I think that if people just got back to ignoring what people say on social media, for the most part, right? If you've got thousands of people on a viral post saying the same complaint and you think, okay, well, maybe I missed something here, but 
don't put so much stock in what people are saying online. It's it's crazy. I think we need to all be standing up to not just the celebrities, but when we see the celebrities elevating that, because I think it is important to show, look, yeah. there are people out there who are not okay with this in Hollywood. I think the person that this makes me think of, because he's also over in the UK, is uh, Winston Marshall. Do y'all remember him from Mumford and Sons yep. when he yeah. stepped away? Uh, and he essentially, the mob just came after him so strongly, like you were talking about, Dan, it just becomes this tidal wave. And it's swept over him so strongly that he unfortunately just kind of deferred to them, right? And he stepped back from from being in the band. Uh, but then we what we saw happen is what happens every time. That's not enough. So then people just start going after Mumford and Sons, the rest of the members, and well, now all of you need to distance yourself from uh, from Winston Marshall, you know, until uh, until there's nothing left at all. So unfortunately, there's not really a clear win. Uh, when the mob comes after you. So I think we need more people like Morrissey to stand up and push back against this in general, because if you kind of kowtow to the mob, they keep going. Yeah. And if you don't kowtow to the mob, they keep going. Yeah. So there's, there's and not really a win here. And it's not a real person. Like it's not, it's not a real right. thing. Like it's, it's, it's a like loud the, minority of yeah. people. Well, and it's, and it's like the man behind the curtain. It's not something you should be afraid of, right? You get behind it and you're like, Oh, it's not this big booming voice. It's a guy sitting in a chair. You know, it's just people tweeting nonsense or posting nonsense on Twitter that you should not be afraid of that. If you're a company, you should not be cowering to this. You should make your own decisions based on um, your beliefs and yeah. not to the whim of a fickle mob. It's it's a terrible way to go about things. And again, we've talked about this, but I really do believe that this heightened after George Floyd. We've seen this weakening in the knees of corporations and institutions that just seem to cower before the mob. And look, have your convictions, stick to them, and don't bend. Just do not bend. Now, that doesn't mean like don't be apologetic if you actually did something wrong. That's not what I'm saying. If you cave and seed this ground, it's just it allows the mob to grow and grow and that storm surge just keeps getting bigger and bigger. What you said about companies is so important because the rest of society is out there saying this isn't a big deal. What this person said usually, right, wasn't that big of a deal or they were just speaking the truth usually. And yet these companies separate themselves. They cancel projects. Yeah. They you know, they it's really, really crazy to watch. The reason that people do it is because it works and it won't it'll stop working when people speak up against it. Yeah, you're not you haven't solved anything. You've just made people too afraid to speak out. You haven't changed any ideas. I do think it's important then to speak out. And when celebrities and people with a notable profile do it, I think it helps others go along. Uh, with it when they have someone to kind of rally behind uh, to kind of be a figurehead of sorts. So, all right. Well, thanks for bringing uh, that one, Billy. We're going to head into the main thing here. And social media is, you know, really on a related note, it's full of pros and cons. You got a lot of cancel culture out there, but you also have a lot of connect a connectedness that you wouldn't have had before social media that we didn't have. So, uh, but more important than anything else, there could be a negative eternal impact on young Americans today. And CBN's Gary Lane reports on new research from George Barna shedding light on the effect of social media and how, what it's having on a user's faith. That's today's main thing. For all its benefits and detriments, social media is impacting more than just the here and now. In fact, there's some research suggesting it could be pulling younger Americans away from their faith in God. Gary Lane, a senior international correspondent and the international news director for CBN, breaks down these new findings in the following report. 
Recent surveys show that fewer Americans are attending church and fewer are calling themselves Christian, especially younger adults. According to the Pew Research Center, 50 years ago, 90% of the U.S. population was Christian. Today, that percentage has dropped to 50%. Christian pollster George Barna found that millennials are replacing biblical principles with worldly spiritualism. So is social media to blame? Well, here with us to share his thoughts is Scott Cleland. He's executive director of the Restore Us Institute. That's a group pledged to protecting Americans from Internet unaccountability. Scott, thank you for being with us. So why do you think we're seeing this decline in Christianity? To what degree can we put that blame on big tech and social media? Well, um, everybody is focused on big tech and social media. And, you know, I was part of the thing that got people to focus on it. I've been, I identified the problems of uh, uh, big tech back in 2007 before the Senate Judiciary Committee and then 2010 for the House Judiciary Committee under oath. So um, we've known these a long time. But the point that we're making at Restore Us Institute, which I'm executive director of, is, is that you have to realize there's a root cause that makes all of those social media and tech problems um, being problems. And so, um, you know, otherwise they wouldn't be behaving all the exact same way if they didn't have a, um, a root cause that was similar. Well, what is that root cause? Ah, thanks for asking, because sure. that's the focus of everything um, we do. Uh, and that is, uh, there is a, uh, a U.S. Internet unaccountability policy. And what do we mean um, by that? Is, is that in the policy, it's that the Internet and its services should be unfettered by federal and state regulation, it should be self-regulated, and then the court had basically said it was absolutist free speech. Now, that is, um, I think people should be encouraged, because when you look at the Bible, it explains there's a really simple uh, problem here and solution. And, uh, you know, Romans 12, 21 and 13, 1 is, people know this one, do not be overcome by evil, uh, overcome evil with good, let all um, every person be subject to the governing authorities. Well, surprise, surprise, internet unaccountability policy. What it does is it promotes anarchy, uh, you know, unwittingly does. And so it's an absence of government. And so we can go, you know, dr drill deeper on what does that mean? But um, the well, one let's thing do, I let's want- Let's do that. Uh, let's do that a little bit here because okay. I, I want to ask you first, uh, it seems like this is the antithesis of Christianity. I mean, Baby boomers often refer to their millennial children as the me generation. And I know many of us are getting tired of seeing all those selfies online. I don't know about you. I know I am. So to what extent does social media encourage egoism, selfishness, which actually are the antithesis of the Christian belief of servitude and sacrifice? Yes. Well, let's look at it um, first in the way you have, and then um, also just how is it undermined the essence of the faith. When you have un unaccountability policy on autopilot for 26 years, it, um, you know it is affecting uh, the, you know Christians over a long period of time. The church, everything we teach, uh, um, it, it's it's difficult. When you have an absence of government officially, um, what you have is you have approved anarchy on autopilot. Now. Um, why is that a problem? Well, it is antithetical to what, uh, you know, Romans 13.1 says, 
God says it's clear, everyone should be subject to the governing authorities because all were instituted by God. So why did he do that? He wanted to encourage good, he wanted to punish evil, and he wanted us to have a conscience. Very solid Christian reasons why um, you know, we would oppose anarchy on autopilot. There's no um, liberty, there's no faith, there's no equality, there's no justice in anarchy. It's anarchy, it's, it's chaos, it's, it's horrible. So there is a second thing that it does, which instantly you will know this is very antithetical to Christianity. When you have an absence of government, you have an absence of uh, right and wrong. What do I mean there? It is approving a moralism which is the doctrine of not caring about right and wrong. So that's obviously um, you know, contrary and antithetical to the scripture that I mentioned before. But what this means is, is, is that the government not only has promoted anarchy, which we see and know, but it also has abandoned the, um, the, its role, which is to legislate, administrate, and, ad and adjudicate right versus wrong, legal versus illegal, and good versus evil. So that's what we look to for the government. We have the, you know, um, the, the word tells us what was right and wrong, and our um, U.S. government is, the Founding Fathers built it on the Judeo-Christian principles that we've been discussing, and that are, you know, there's a lot more of them, as you know, and those have been abandoned. Now, and what that does is it corrupts conscience and it surrenders our souls. Scott Cleland of the Restorus Institute, thank you for being with us, we appreciate it. To read more about these statistics and to watch Gary Lane's show, Global Lane, visit cbnnews.com and check out the CBN News YouTube channel. All right, Gary, thanks so much for that report, appreciate it. And uh, that leaves us with time for one last thing. Yeah, so we've been talking about social media and cancel culture, and it's easy to get tossed back and forth by what the world says. But 2 Timothy 3.16 reads, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Look, I think that's our true north, right? So I think we can be tossed back and forth, uncertain and kind of worried. Uh, am I living right? But we don't need to be worried. We can just consult scripture, and as long as we're living in line with that, it's going to be okay. Yeah, absolutely. And we should um, also realize that when we do that, we're going to be in a lot of circles reviled by the world uh, because scripture tells us that, you know, before the world hated us, they hated Christ. So we are going to be despised when we preach the gospel, at least somewhere to some extent. And so, but the Bible says we should shout for joy when that happens and respond with joy. So, um, but a good encouragement uh, there, Trey, to, you know, stick to stick to scripture and, and re be reminded that that is our true north, as you said. It sounds easier, you know, in practice, but got to do it. Indeed. Easier said than done. Uh, but it is easier with at least two or three cups of uh, caffeine in you. So <laughs> um, again, we'll make sure to have that on the merch. So anyway, when we when we eventually get a merch store, that we'll put that on the to-do list. Maybe that's a new year item. So uh, we'll, we'll try to get that done. But in the meantime, Lord willing, and that creek don't rise. We'll be back here tomorrow with more news from a Christian perspective. God bless.